can we just be on our feet? And uh, if you don't mind, uh, if you can stand, uh, we have come into the presence of our maker. I want you to just lift up your voice and just bless him. Express your worship to him. Express your worship to him. He is God and God alone. There is absolutely no one like him. He's the reason why we have come. He's the reason why we have come. Just go ahead and appreciate him. He alone deserves our praise. He alone deserves our praise. Father, we exalt you. We have come this afternoon because we believe you. We have come because we trust in your power and the ability to change and transform our lives. The Bible declares that you have not called the seeds of Jacob to come and seek you in vain. We have not left everything to be in your presence in vain. We know that, Lord, something would happen to each and every one of us, that no one here will live the same way they came. Our lives will be transformed. Our lives will be transformed. Our lives will be transformed. Our lives will be transformed in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, as the eyes of the maid is upon her mistress, so our eyes are upon you this afternoon. Look upon each and every one of us with mercy. Visit us with mercy this afternoon. Let our lives never be the same. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've come to draw, to draw, to draw, draw from you again, again. We've come to draw, 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 and draw, and draw from you again. Hey, we've come to draw, we've come to draw, oh, draw, draw, draw from you, hey, we've come to draw, we've come to draw, Kaleba mbrodo si valaniyo, kama na makazu veniyo. We've come to draw, we've come to, we've come to draw and draw and draw from. my soul, oh my soul, and worship is holy name, mm. sing like never.
just go ahead and bless him. He's your father. He's your father. He's your father. You're in the presence of your maker. Just express your worship to him. Express your worship to him. That is the reason why he created us. We are objects of worship to our maker. Halemokova, Ebrenesovana, Ekovala, Zuai Akumbreni Savalanil, Okopanil, Brenesuvanil, Songlanibaro, Suvanil, Ekopanda, Ilabrana, Sovi, Agaile, Pombrenesuvalaile, Omonoponde, Songlanibaros. Oh, Father, we give you praise. We bless you. None like you. From the rising of the sun even to the setting of the same, the name of our God is to be praised. We praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, again, we bless you. No one can do the things that you do in our lives. We are so grateful that you've given us this privilege once again to be in your presence. We are not ungrateful for the things that you did in the month of January, for the things that you did in the month of February. Here we are in your presence, the very first Sunday in the month of March. Lord, we are so grateful. Like the psalmist said, if it were not the Lord who was on our side, Lord, our stories would have been different. It's of your mercy that we are not consumed. Thank you for your grace that has brought us this far. We are not achievers, we are only receivers. Lord, we bless you. We thank you for your mighty hands upon our lives. Thank you once again for causing us to approach your presence. Thank you for what you are said to do in our lives. Thank you because we know we will not live the same way we came. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Lord, we say, be thou exalted in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I ask that, Lord, you grant me utterance this afternoon, that I may be able to communicate your heart to your people in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Please, you may be seated. Hallelujah. Um, yesterday, we began to share some tools I consider very important. This is our year of breakthrough. And every time that God gives you a word, he doesn't just leave you, but he also gives you the tools to enable you to accomplish the word that he has given you. So when you read Deuteronomy chapter 28, beginning from verse 1, he says, If thou shalt hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, say to observe all that he commands you, say then that the Lord will set you on high above all the nations of the earth. If you observe the things that he has told you to observe, and then you do it, he says he will set you above all the nations of the earth. So every time we come to church, it's important for us to hear God's word. But much more important is for us to do the things that we hear. The devil is not afraid about you hearing the word of the Lord. What the devil is afraid is what you do with that word that you hear. Because you're not different from someone that has not heard it. Because when you hear it and you don't apply it in your, in your own life, you're not different from someone that has not heard it. So God gives us his word so that we can run with it. So Habakkuk will say he will set me upon my, upon my watch, and I will, watch, I, will wait to, uh, I will wait and hear what the Lord will say unto me. He says, for this is the vision. We are supposed to run with it. When God gives it to you, run with it. Observe everything that he tells you, and then just commit yourself, whatever it is that God tells me to do. And that's what the mother of Jesus Christ told the, told the servant. He said, look, everything that he tells you to do, he said, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. It's in our doing that we commit God. It's in our doing that we commit him. It's in our doing that we commit his integrity. That whether he's now a liar or not. But can I tell you something? God is not a liar. Everything that he says, he does. 
And we want to continue from where we, we stopped yesterday. You know, every time in my life, uh, one of the things I do, I have so many contemplations. I ask myself so many questions because, you know, growing up as a believer, and I want to believe um, with maybe, if not every one of us here, there are sometimes some questions that we have in our hearts, questions begging for answers, questions that we ask ourselves, why is this happening? And oftentimes we don't get those answers. And one of the things that I do is that I go back and I begin to ask God those questions as well. And one of the things that God does, he begins to answer those questions for me. And by God's grace, I want to share some of them with us this afternoon. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of 2 Samuel chapter 1, 2 Samuel chapter 1, and I will read from verse 17, 2 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 17. It says, then David lamented with this lamentation over Saul and over Jonathan, his son. And he told them to teach the children of Judah the song of the bull. Indeed, it is written in the book of Joshua, the beauty of Israel is slain on your high places, how the mighty have fallen. Tell it not in God, publish it, proclaim it not in the streets of Ashkelon, lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice, lest the daughters of the uncircumcised triumph. Verse 21, O mountains of Gilbert, let there be no dew, nor rain upon you, nor fields of offering. For the shield of the mighty is cast away there, the shield of Saul, not anointed with oil. Verse 22. From the blood of the slain, from the fat of the mighty, the bow of Jonathan did not turn back, and the sword of Saul did not return empty. Saul and Jonathan were beloved and pleasant in their lives, and in their deaths they were not divided. They were swifter than eagles. They were stronger than lions. O daughters, O daughters of Israel, weep over Saul, who clothed you in scarlet with luxury, who put ornaments of gold on your apparel. How the mighty have fallen in the midst of the battle. Jonathan was slain in your high places. Praise the Lord. I think that's the last, that's the last one. Praise the Lord. Verse 26. I am distressed for you, my brother, Jonathan. You have been very pleasant to me. Your love to me was wonderful, surpassing the love of women. Verse 27, how the mighty have fallen and the weapons of war perished. Praise the Lord. This was a contemplation in the heart of David. Like some of us, some things happen in our lives and we begin to ask some certain questions. David began asking a question and he was begging for answers. And verse 21 captures it. David was asking the question, how is it that a man like Saul died like someone who was not anointed? It was something that David couldn't fathom. Because David understood that if you're anointed, you shouldn't die the way, the way, the way, the way uh, uh, Saul died. He said, how can, how can Saul, who is anointed, die like this? Because David understood that if the tables were to be turned, if we were to be in the shoes of Saul, he wouldn't have died like that. There are some times in life we go through some things and we begin to ask ourselves, is he not a Christian? Why would such a thing happen to him? Why would such a thing happen to her? And this was something that David himself could do. Remember, David was also anointed. So he, he knows what the anointing does in the life of someone. And that was why he couldn't understand how can Saul die like someone who wasn't anointed? So we go through some things in life 
and we ask ourselves, but God, why? Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to my family? Why is this happening to the environment that I find myself? And this exactly were the same question that David was asking. So the first thing that David points, points, points our attention to is that, look, that as a believer, as a child of God, there are some things that you're immune to that shouldn't happen. It may happen to every other person, but it shouldn't happen to you. So David said, look, I know that somebody else can die like that, like a chicken. But if you're truly anointed, then you shouldn't go down that way. And I believe that seated down here are questions in the heart of many of us. Questions that you have asked over and over again. But God, why? Why is this happening? Why has this not happened? You saw the face of God. You did so many things. And yet, the answers have not yet come to you. But I want to show you some things this afternoon. And, and I trust God that God will be able to answer those questions that you have in your heart. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, number one. Remember, this is our year of breakthrough. We want to experience breakthrough. We want to have breakthrough in all areas of our lives. We want to believe that God will fulfill his word, the word that he has spoken over our lives. We want to trust God that the word that he has spoken will not fall to the ground. Then we must be ready to pay attention to this. Number one. Why? Remember, we are trying to answer your question. Why do believers go through some certain things in their lives? Number one, I wrote here, the conscious exclusion of Jesus Christ in their lives and in their affairs. The conscious exclusion of Jesus Christ in their lives and in their affairs. I repeat myself again, the conscious exclusion of Jesus in their lives and in their affairs. You know, we live in a society where, you know, there is this arrogance on the overdependent on our, on our strength, on our skill, on our, on our talent, on, 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 on what we can do. And oftentimes as believers, we consciously begin to exclude Jesus Christ from our lives without knowing it. So we tell ourselves, well, I am wise. I can do it. I am talented. Why do I, why do I need to pray? Why do I need somebody else's help? Why do I need to pray to God to help me? I am smart. I went to school. I can do this. I can do that. Gradually, we are consciously, consciously removing Jesus Christ from our face. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. Look at what it says. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5, please. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. Let's read together. It says, trust in the Lord with what? With all of your heart. Do what? And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Verse 7, please. It says, do not what? Do not be wise where? In your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Trust the Lord with all of your heart. I am smart, but Lord, I will still trust you. I am beautiful. I know that getting a wife or getting a husband is not something that I need to struggle with. But Lord, I will still trust you. I went to the four walls of the university. I finished with a first class. So why do I need to, Lord, I will still trust you. He said, trust in the Lord 
with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will do what? He will be the one to direct your path. He said, be not wise in your own, in your own understanding. If we are truly going to experience the breakthrough that God wants us to experience, we must begin to acknowledge him in every area of our lives. In every area of your life, acknowledge him as the Lord. Acknowledge him as the Lord. Let him know that without him that you can do nothing. That if he does not help you, you become helpless. There was a man like that in the Bible. And this is something that we as believers, you, we must be conscious of. We must be conscious of this. Let's read it. Daniel chapter 4, please. Daniel chapter 4 and verse 28. Daniel chapter 4 and verse 28, please. He said, all these came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. And at the end of the 12 months, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. The king spoke, saying, is what? Is not this great Babylon that I have what? For a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty. See what a man was saying. He says, I built it. I built it. He says, why the words... While the word was still in, his, in the king's mouth, what happened? A voice fell from heaven. King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you. Let's keep reading, please. And they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall pass over you, until you know that the Most High God rules in the kingdoms of men, and he gives it to whomever he chooses. So for the fact that Nebuchadnezzar made so much accomplishment, God was saying to him, look, it wasn't because of how powerful you were. If you took me out of the equation, all those things you accomplished wouldn't have been possible. So the man saw all that he had accomplished. Say, is this not Babylon? And that's how many of us we talk to ourselves. Is this not my sweat? Is this not my hard work? And God sits at one corner and is watching you. He said, you mean that if I was taken out of the equation, you could have achieved these things yourself? And he said, why the word was still in his mouth? God said to him, I'm going to show you that without me, you can do nothing. Brothers and sisters, it's very important for us. Thank God for all your accomplishments. Thank God for how far God has brought you. Thank God for the things that you have been able to achieve in life. But can I tell you something? Without God, you can do nothing. Don't let the devil deceive you. That it was your smartness. It was your wisdom. It was your skill. It was your talent. Don't let the devil deceive you. Without him, you can do nothing. And this is the bane of some believers. So they consciously begin to exclude Jesus from their lives. And this is where some people find themselves, I begin to ask them, but I know I used to be intelligent. I know things used to, things used to work out well for me. What has happened to my life? And God is saying, he got to the point, you now remove me out of the equation. You thought it was your hard work. You thought it was your smartness. You thought it was, it was your connection that got you this far. God is saying, no. I will show you what it is when a man takes God outside of the equation in his or her life. Without me, you can do nothing. Psalm 127 verse 1 said, except the Lord builds a house. They labor in vain that build it, except the Lord watches over the city. The watchmen can stay awake, but it will be in vain that they are staying awake. Brothers and sisters, it's not your hard work. Brothers and sisters, it's not your smartness. Brothers and sisters, it's not, it's not, it's not your talent. God can do without your talent. God can do without your hard work. God can do without your smartness. God can do without any of those things. And that was, the, that was the message that God was trying to pass across to the Nebuchadnezzar. 
It wasn't about you. It was all about me. So don't get, don't get, don't get to that point as you journey with God this year. You get to that point where, you know, there, there is something. So sometimes as believers, we even exhibit pride without knowing it. You don't know that pride has crept into your life. Because you now feel that, look, I don't, I don't need, I don't need, I don't need, I don't need God anymore. You know, sometimes when I talk with believers, it says, what of unbelievers that don't know God and they are doing well? Please, can I say this to us? There is something, there is a difference between prosperity and there is a difference between wealthy. Prosperity and wealthy and wealth are not the same. Unbelievers are wealthy, but they are not prosperous. Prosperity affects every area of your life. It's not just money alone. It's not just money alone. So unbelievers have money, but they are not prosperous. That's what God was trying to uh, speak to us through John. He said, I wish above all things that you do what? That you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospereth. So we must, if we must experience breakthrough, then we need to make sure every single day of our lives we acknowledge him. We tell him that without him, we can do nothing. That he's our Lord. He's our Savior. John chapter 3 and verse 27 said something. John chapter 3 and verse 27. He says, a man can receive nothing except what? Except what? Except it's given to him from where? A man can do what? A man can receive nothing. Nothing means what? Nothing. A man can receive nothing except it is what? It is given from him from above. So what does that tell you? That you have it wasn't because of anything. It was simply because God made it, made it so. A man can receive nothing except it is given to him from above. So the first is that they consciously exclude Jesus Christ in their lives. And this is what God is warning each and every one of us. If we must experience the breakthrough that you and I honestly want to experience this year, then we must acknowledge him in every area of our lives. Number two. Why do believers go through hardship, suffer, and then they don't understand the reason why? Number two. Number two reason is ignorance and disobedience of God's principles. What did I say? Ignorance and disobedience of what? Of the principles of God. It's important for us to understand that God has principles. And these principles, they work for everyone. A man of God once said something. He says, he says the world has accepted the principles of Jesus Christ. And, and, and had rejected his person. But then the church has accepted the person of Jesus Christ. And then we have rejected his principles. And this is the reason why some of us as believers, we, we, we don't understand the, 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 the reason why the things that happen in our lives happen. And God is saying, look, but I gave you the principles and you neglected them. These are the principles that I have put in there to guarantee your peace, to guarantee your joy. 
So when we disobey the principles of God, one of the things that will happen in our lives is that we will begin to experience frustration. There are believers today that are frustrated. They do everything that they've been told to do, but when it has to do with obeying the principles of Jesus Christ and applying it to their own life, they don't. You will agree with me here, whether you're a believer or not a believer, when you plant a seed on the soil, will it grow or not? Will the, will the seed ask you whether you're a believer who planted the seed or who didn't plant the seed? It will grow. And that is the law. The law of what? Seed and what? And harvest. When you plant it, it will grow, irrespective of who you are. So if we must experience breakthrough, if we must enjoy God, God wants us to enjoy him. Then we must live by his principles. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 15, please. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 15. Let's read together. It says, the labor of fools does what? Wearies them. For what? They do not even know how to, it is the how. That's what the principle does. It tells you the how. This is what you must do to be able to arrive to your destination. Say the, the labor of the fool wearies every single one of them. Why? Because he doesn't know how to go to the city. If only he knew how, then he would get to his destination. So we must begin to obey the principles. It works for everyone. Live by the principles of God. And I believe that as, as the year runs by, God will lay some of these principles in the heart of our pastor, and he will share them with us. God expects you to live by these principles. Because they are the things that will guarantee your joy this year. They are the things that will guarantee your peace this year. Hosea 4 verse 6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Please, I want to encourage you. Let's live by the principles. God gave it to us for a reason. Let's live by his principles. It will work for you. Let's live by his principles. Number three, if we must experience breakthrough, please, I want us to take note of this. I want every single one of us, you know, there are some times you find yourself in a certain place and in a, in a, in a, in a certain environment, some things gradually begin to, um, 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 uh, sometimes you begin gradually to lose conscious of some things. And this is something I want to encourage each and every one of us. Please, 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 always have this at the back of your mind. Number three, the reality of demonic oppressions. Now, this is, this is something that we hardly talk, talk about again in church. The reality of demonic oppressions, it is real. It is real. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12 said something. Say, for we wrestle what not against what? Against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities, against powers, against what? Against wicked rulers in high places. He tells us the forces that you and I are contending with. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Brothers and sisters, demonic oppression is real. It's not just something that, that, that is peculiar to one continent alone, no. The devil in one continent is still the same devil in this place. And this is something that you must, look, 
You must understand the forces that are contending against you. It was David that was speaking. He said, have respect, O God, to your covenant, for the habitations of the earth are full of what cruelty. I said to myself, the only, as in the, 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 if you truly want to honestly understand what I'm saying, you know, something happened, something happened to, it was sometime, sometime last year, sometime last year, something happened. I can't remember, I think it was, either was September or October, yeah. I was sleeping and it was about either 1, 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. But God just woke me up immediately and woke me up and I had that unction to just pray. I just stood up and I was praying. You know, sometimes at this one, it's not like you wanted to pray. So you had prayer points and you knew what you were praying about. I just got, that spirit of prayer just came upon me. And I just woke up from my sleep and I was praying. For more than one hour, I was just praying in the spirit. I didn't know that God was dealing with something. That there was a reason why God woke me up at that 1 a.m., at that 2 a.m. I have three sons. I have three boys. It was the next morning when I woke up. I left my house. I just went out of my house. I opened the door. And I saw three rats. All dead and fresh. I just couldn't understand this. I couldn't fathom it. I was asking myself, what what was all this? I called my wife. Three, all, you, they were all fresh, but all dead, lying side by side, each other. I went to, I just couldn't. I said, I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen rat in my. I've never, I've never seen rat before, as in where I'm living. And I sat down, and I was asking God, why? He says it was an arrow that was shot that night to kill my three boys. So I would have woken up that morning and I would have woken up to three boys lying dead on the bed. And because in the environment where we live, they don't understand these things, I and my wife would have been the first culprit. In fact, would have been adding, how can you sleep and your three boys are dead and both of you are alive? Imagine that trauma, losing your children and you being held responsible for that. Imagine, imagine what we could have gone through at that point. Is this not what happens to some people? What if I didn't wake up that night to pray? Brothers and sisters, demonic oppression is real. They were not even afraid that I was a pastor. You know, and, and, that, and that's the, so, so, so you, it, it tells you, it tells you that, look, the kind of forces that we are contending with. And this is why we must be serious with that. There are so many things that have happened to some of us, and we just, we just treated it casually like that. And we said, well, well, that's the will of God. Well, let it be so. Well, God has given, God has taken. No, some of them were not caused by God. Some of them was just as a result as a, as, as a result of our laxity. What if I said I was tired that night? What if I said, let me wait till the, till the morning? If we are ever going to experience breakthroughs in our lives, then we must understand the reality of demonic oppression. We read that story of that woman 
when Jesus met, met her, that he said the devil had bound this woman for how many years? For 18 years. He said, all this not daughter of Abraham, whom what? Whom devil, Satan, has bound low for 18 years. He said, ought not her be done, be set free. There are people that are in bondage. There are people, there are people that are in bondage. In bondage for one year, in bondage for two years, in bondage. Imagine if not that Jesus Christ intervened in the life of that woman. She could have, she could have, she could have honestly carried that thing, maybe, maybe to her grave. But he said, ought not this woman whom Satan has bound low these 18 years, ought not have been set loose from her bondage. And I'm trusting the Lord, if anyone that is bound here, the power of God will set you free. I said, the power of God will set you free. I said, the power of God will set you free. The power of God will set you free. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wickedness is real. Oppression is real. But more real is the power of our God. There is no power that can contend with him. So we must understand the reality of demonic oppression. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 19. is something I want us to read. 1 John 5 verse 19. Please, let's read it together. And please take note of that. Register it in, in your heart. He said, we know that we are what? We know that we are of God. And what? And the whole world does what? Lies under the sway of the wicked one. We know we are God's children, but we are not also ignorant that the whole world lies in wickedness. You don't have to be a bad person for the enemy to come and attack you. You don't have to be bad. So we must understand the reality of demonic oppression. It was Paul mighty Paul that you and I know. He says, I desire to come to you once and again. But what happened? He says, Satan hindered me. So many of us, God has showed you what's going to happen to your life this year. God has showed you in a dream, in a vision. This is where I'm taking you to. But do you know that there can be hindrances? There can be oppositions to those things. Paul said, the reason why I didn't come was because, look, I, not just once, I tried it once, I tried it the second, I tried it, he said, Satan kept hindering me. But every hindrance will be taken out of the way in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And finally, number four, and then we will pray. Do not trivialize or ignore the place of spiritual empowerment. Do not trivialize or ignore the place of spiritual empowerment. Do not trivialize it and ignore that there is a place for spiritual empowerment. Every single one of us needs to be empowered because of the you know, fierceness of the battle that you and I are fighting. We need to be empowered. You don't go to a battle without being prepared. And that's why there are so many believers that suffer casualty. We have so many, so many, so many believers. We have so many casualties in the body of Christ. Because we, we are not spiritually empowered to go and fight the forces that we are contending against our destiny. So when you trivialize it, when you ignore it, in fact, the devil even likes it when you, when you ignore it. The Bible told us about Jesus Christ. Remember, this was the son of the most high God. But the Bible told us in Luke chapter 4, after the spirit had led him to the wilderness to fast and pray. The Bible says he had, he, had, he had been in the wilderness, fasted, prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. Devil came, tempted him. After the temptation, the Bible says, I think in Luke chapter 4, either 20 or 21, the Bible says, and he returned in the power of the Spirit. 
It was then that his fame began to spread abroad. We need spiritual empowerment. It wasn't just because he was Jesus, the son of God, that he was able to accomplish all those things. The Bible tells us the reason why. In Acts 10 verse 38, say how God anointed him with what? With Holy Ghost and with power. Say he went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. But he was anointed. There was something that came upon his life. There is a place for spiritual empowerment. We want to fight and win this year. We want to experience breakthrough in every area of our lives. Then we must be prepared to be spiritually empowered. It will not come on a platter of gold. You know, I said this to believers. I said, look, you know, most times we say that men of God are liars. No, they are not liars. Because we believe that every word that they have spoken will come to pass. It is not automatic. There is a duty, there is a part for you to play. That you now commit the integrity of God so that the word spoken can come to pass. So because they said this is our year of breakthrough, you may end this year if you don't do anything and then you neglect the place of spiritual empowerment, you can end, end this year without experiencing the breakthrough that was spoken over this house. So there is a place for us to be spiritually empowered. Jesus was going to leave. In Luke chapter 24 and verse 49, the Bible says, and he told his disciples, he said, look, I am about to leave, but I want you to tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you're what? You are endued with power. We must be empowered. We must be empowered. If Jesus Christ needed to be empowered for him to accomplish what his father sent him to do, then the truth is that you and I need to be empowered. If his disciples needed to be empowered in order for them to accomplish the assignment, then you and I need to be empowered. The devil will fight you. The devil will fight you. And he will fight. The Bible says when he came to Jesus Christ, he left him only for a season, but he returned back again. We must be empowered. We must be empowered. Make up your mind as you journey with God this year, in this year 2022, as has been spoken over our lives, that you will not exclude him out of your life. That you will make sure that everything that happens in your life you will point the world to him and say, look at the reason behind the things that you see in my life. That without him, I am nothing. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Live by the principles. Live by the principles that you hear. Make up your mind that these principles that you're going to live by them. Because they are the things that will guarantee your joy. They are the things that will guarantee your peace. Live with that consciousness. That oppression of the wicked is real. And when you live with that consciousness, one of the things that it does, it makes you to do what? To begin to ask God to empower you because you can't... You, you, remember where we read in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse, and verse 12. He said, for we wrestle not against what? Against flesh and blood. The story I shared with us, did I see those things? I didn't. If I was not spiritually active or aware of what was happening, then I could have lost my three sons. I pray for every single one of us, everything that the enemy has designed to do in your life, it will be frustrated in the name of the Lord Jesus. I said it will be frustrated in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want us to stand up. It is time for us to pray. Zechariah chapter 1, please. I want us to pray with scriptures. Zechariah chapter 1. Zechariah chapter 1 and verse 17, please. Please, can we read together? Because when you read, the scripture registers in your mind. Let's read together. Again, proclaim, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, 
my city shall again spread out through prosperity. The Lord will again comfort Zion and will again choose Jerusalem. Hold forth. This was a prophecy by Zechariah. So the prophecy came that the cities of the Lord shall once again spread abroad through prosperity. So meaning that God said prosperity was coming to that city. This was a prophecy by prophet Zechariah. But immediately that prophecy came. The same way God through the angel of, angel of this house, our pastor, has released a word over our house that this is our year of breakthrough. So the prophecy came that the house, the city will be spread about through prosperity. But then what happens in verse 18? Please, let's read verse 18. It says, then did what? I raised my eyes and looked, and there were four horns. What were these horns come to do? Verse 19. And I said to the angel who talked with me, what are these? So he answered me, these are the horns that have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Verse 20. Then the Lord showed me four craftsmen. Verse 21. He says, and I said, what are these coming to do? So he said, these are the horns that are scattered Judah so that no one could lift up his head. So the prophecy, the prophecy came. But these horns, horns, horns represent, uh, horns are symbols of power. But these horns came to make sure that the prophecy over a city did not come to pass. He said, these horns, these were the horns that have come to scatter Judah so that no man did raise his head. The thing that we have spoken over your life does not come to pass. He said, but these crowd men are coming to terrify them, to cast out the horns of the nation that lifted up their horn against the land of the Judah to scatter it. Why am I saying this? Because I tell you that prophecies are not automatic. Not because they have been said. It doesn't mean that they will come to pass. There is a part to, for you to play. And that was what Paul was admonishing his son in the Lord, Timothy. He said, Timothy, in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 8, he said, Timothy, according to the prophecy which thou hast received, he said that thou mightest war a good warfare with these prophecies. And God is saying, someone needs to war a good warfare with the prophecies that have been released over your life, over this house this afternoon. I want you to lift up your voice that every force that wants to stop you from enjoying this breakthrough that has been spoken over, your life, because it's not just about you alone, but also your family. Everything that affects you also affects the ones around you. Can you lift up your voice and say, Father, I come against them. I come against them. I come against them. Every force that wants to stop it, every force that wants to stop it, every power that has been raised to stop the word that has been spoken over my life this year, over my family, is someone praying. Is someone praying? He said, but I have raised this crossmen so that they can scatter it. Can you lift up your voice and scatter them? Lord, we scatter the horns in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The powers that want to stop our breakthrough this year, we come against them by the power of the Holy Ghost. We come against them by the power of the Holy Ghost. We come against them by the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we will experience our breakthrough. No power of darkness will stop us. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come against such powers. We come against such powers. We come against such powers. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amazing grace pray. Amazing grace pray. The Bible declares that the power of life and don't the power of life and death are in the tongue. The power of life and death are in the tongue. The power of life and death are in the tongue. Nothing will stop that prophecy from coming to pass in my life. Nothing will stop that prophecy from finding expression in my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I come against every power that has been arranged or designed to stop me this year. I come against it by the power of the Holy Ghost. Lift up your voice and pray. Nothing will stop it. Ekoponda Kiba. Mokrondos keva katila makumbede.
Father, we come against those powers that wants to limit your people, that wants to stop them. Lord, from all God, accessing that that which you have prepared for them this year. Every power from the force of darkness, we come against you. 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 In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Please, can you give me Exodus chapter 5? Exodus chapter 5 and verse 1, please. We're still praying. Let's read together. It says, Afterwards, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. Pharaoh is not just a person. Pharaoh represents a system. Pharaoh can be a personality. There are some things that will not want to let you enjoy the thing that God wants, has already planned for you, ordained for you. He said, Moses, go and tell Pharaoh, let, let Pharaoh, let my, tell him to let my people go. Tell him to let my people go. There are some things that don't want to let you go so that you enter into your inheritance. But whatever those things are this afternoon, they will give up. I said 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 they will give up. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I want you to lift up your voice. Whatever it is that will not let you go, insist this afternoon that it, it must let you go and you must enter into your inheritance. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Every Pharaoh that will not let you go, Every Pharaoh that will not let you go. Every Pharaoh that will not let you go. Every Pharaoh that will not let you go. Masila, Brekes Kovana, Meketombrenes Kovanio, Ekombrenes Kova, Sondekaba, Lebrekesuvanio, Retekebendekeba. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, let your hands off those people this afternoon. In the name of the Lord Jesus, lose your grip and hold over their lives. Let them enter into their inheritance. Let them enter into their prepared place. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will not hold them anymore. You will not hold them ransom anymore. I command that in the name of Jesus, you will let them go. 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 Go ahead and pray. Pharaoh must let you go. The Pharaoh must let you go. 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 He must let your children go. You must let your finances go. You must let your career go. You must let the things that belong to you go. Command and say, Pharaoh, let get your hands off my property. You must go. In the name of Jesus Christ. Before I take my leave, I don't know why God is impressing it again on my heart. I know we prayed for it yesterday. But I want you to cry to the Lord. Whatever it is that is sponsoring pain in your life, whatever, it is, whatever that is responsible 
for sponsoring pain, sorrow in your life. Ask the Lord, Father, terminate it this afternoon. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you go ahead and pray? In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, whatever it is that Lord sponsors pain, Lord, that brings sorrow to the lives of your people. Father, let it come to an end this afternoon. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Everything that sponsors pain. Everything that sponsors pain in their lives. Everything that sponsors pain in their life. I command that it comes to an end this afternoon. I command that it comes to an end this afternoon. I command that it comes to an end this afternoon. Let the pains go. Let the pains go. Let the pains go. Father, bring the pains to an end. Bring the sorrows of your people to an end. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let the pains go. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let a new season of joy be open to them. Let a new season of joy be open to them. Let a new season of joy be open to them. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We are rested. Lord, you took my pain away, and then you gave me joy. You are my peace, my melody, in the center of the storm. You gave me a brand new song to sing to you. That's why I will lift up my voice and say, mm. Everything that sponsors pain, I cause in your life. Everything that sponsors pain, everything that sponsors pain, I cause it this afternoon in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever that brings pain in your life, sorrow, that every time that you want to experience joy, it seems as if joy is on its way. All of a sudden, that thing called pain, that thing called sorrow, engulfs your life. I decree and I declare by the power of the Holy Ghost, you will look for it and you will not see it anymore. I say you will look for it and you will not see it anymore. I say you will look for it and you will not see it anymore. I say you will look for it and you will not see it anymore. I say you will look for it and you will not see it anymore. An end comes to pain in your life. An end comes to sorrow in your life. A new season of joy dawns in your life. A new season of joy dawns in your life. A new season of joy dawns in your life. For weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. I stretch forth my hand and I say, may you enjoy the joy of the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Beginning from now, experience joy. Beginning from now, experience peace. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let nothing be able to stop you. Let nothing be able to stop you. Let nothing be able to stop you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This year, you will run the race to the end. You will experience the breakthrough that have been prophesied over this house. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will not experience breakdown. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord will bless your bread. The Lord will bless your water. In your coming in, you will be blessed. In your going out, you will be blessed. The God will bless the works of your hands. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, may you increase on all sides. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I speak to your finances, may you increase. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, may you increase in your finances. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, this year 2022, you will not struggle. You will not struggle this year 2022. The Lord will marvelously help you. The Lord will marvelously help you. The Lord will marvelously help you. Experience the help of God. Experience the help of God. Experience the help of God. When they said there is no way, may the Lord make a way for you. When they said there is no way, may the Lord make a way for you. Make a way for your family. Make a way for you. Make a way for your family. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, everything that has stood against your progress, 
everything that has stood against your progress, everything that has stood against your acceleration in life, I command that be leveled this afternoon. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let those mountains be leveled. Let those mountains be leveled. Let the crooked path be made straight for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, enter into the joy of the Lord. 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 May the heavens over you continually be opened. In the morning, afternoon, night, all year round. Let the heavens over you continually be opened. In the name of the Lord Jesus. No one here will live under close heaven. No one here will live under close heaven. No one here will live under close heaven. In the name of the Lord Jesus. This year you will be fruitful. Barrenness will never be your lot. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You will be fruitful. 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 In the name of the Lord Jesus. Just go ahead and give him praise. Just thank him. Just go ahead and give him praise.